Good morning, and welcome back to Gristle Breach. Breach. We've had a Gristle Breach in R5, ladies and gentlemen. Um, today is Friday, July the 12th. I'm off work, because my mother is visiting, and we are going to go and see Bob Dylan and Neil Young at Hyde Park, the Hyde Park there. Now, it's actually Neil Young and Bob Dylan. Quite predictably, Bob's the headliner. But um, I would, I would expect that. I'd be surprised if they didn't have a little bit of a jam. But then, I'm honestly not sure if I've ever seen those guys play together. I last time I saw Neil Young, he was at Hyde Park, also, also. And uh, he was with, um, Paul McCartney was playing as well. Oh no, but just Paul McCartney was around. And I was stood next to this uh, big fat flesh door of an Irish man. And a little figure toddled out, a little melted granny of a figure toddled out onto the stage in the distance. And the screams, the idiotic screams, <laughs> started in a wave from the front. And I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> I was so grumpy. But what? <sighs> Something's happening that everybody likes, and this is going to be bad for me. And uh, this guy goes, is that Paul McCartney? I was like, oh, fuck, is it? And it was fucking Paul McCartney. Everybody! Uh, He's a fucking idiot, no mistake. <laughs> oh dear. People die, do you think, in reverse order of their talents? I suspect I'll be around for a good long time. Too, too chicken, really. I don't take enough risks to, um, to die early. I don't even, don't even like heroin. Don't even like it. Um, so yeah. I don't think Neil will be averse to playing a bit with Bob, but I think Bob will be. Bob's more going to be in charge. But then he was in the Travelling Wilburys, you know. Um, it's been a couple of days since we recorded, I think. You might notice that the sound quality is probably a bit better now because previously I was using Bluetooth headphones and... They, I think they, I don't know what it, what it is. I wonder if maybe they have to share bandwidth. They're not getting that much data backwards and forwards between the headphones and the mobile phone there. And obviously they can't, they can't compromise on the sound quality. Or that would be immediately apparent. <laughs> so they've compromised on the quality of the signal going back, which was Garbo, unfortunately. And I can see now why everybody I know gets annoyed with me for when I ring them and I'm on the hands-free. Very convenient for me, but to them I sound like uh, I'm in a toilet at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. <laughs> Not only am I in the bottom of the Mariana Trench, I'm also on the lavvy. Uh, so it's been a couple of days. We, anyway, I'm using wired headphones now 
like I used to do when I did this stupid crap. The dog is here for some treats. I haven't picked up his shit yet, so I wonder if the if this podcast has really started or if it's just one of those long intros you get sometimes in movies or TV episodes of TV shows where you're like 20 minutes into the episode and then they play the credits and you're like, what? That was all just set up. This show's crazy. This show's blown my mind. So, um, oh, this is quite windy here. So, yeah, we're going to see Bob Dylan. Last time we saw Bob Dylan, I was with a few friends, and my mother was there as also. Also, yeah, my friends brought their girlfriends, and I brought my mum. This time, my friends have all moved away. <laughs> and I'm, uh, at least I've got, at least I'm solvent. At least I'm solvent. I'm looking after the dog. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm relatively healthy, but I'm quite, uh, I eat like shit, but I'm f- quite fit in some ways. What a fucking nightmare. Um, they all wandered off at one point. I think I went to the toilet or something. They all wandered, kept walking and lost my mum and I got angry with them. Because at the time I thought, oh, my mum's, uh, she's old. She's not old. <laughs> that was ten years ago, but now, um. We don't have anything to do all day except uh, look out for each other. I do, um, I'm a little bit protective of her, I suppose. Um, but we'll see how that goes, that'll be fine. We'll just sit down the edge of the fucking field and listen to Neil Young. I expect it'll be £40 for a bottle of water and things, but I'm, I won't say. I'll tank myself up on water before I go. Uh, no, I won't. I'm really going to go and see Neil Young and... Bobby D. Um, let's sit on the grass, can't we? Um, yeah, so a couple of days ago at work, uh, uh, whoa, excuse me, you like that? We, I've sort of been put in charge of quite a big data collection operation that has to happen every week, every week. And I'm quite confident in the task of collecting the information and making sense of it, presenting it. Uh, But there's a few things driving me to distraction here. Number one, the tool that we've been given to do the data collection is an absolute stack of garbage water to coin a popular phrase it's fucking nonsense (laughs) and um, the so right so right the the columns right the columns are all uniformly wide this is a tool that's been given to us by NHS improvement for national use oh look a heron aww and some swans. Heron's just chilling there. I think he's probably hunting or just he's damp. So he's probably been hunting and just keeping an eye out for something. And a damselfly. Pretty good bit of nature here in the Olympic Park where the fucking cunts move in soon. Um, it's been given to us by NHSI to be used across the entire country. Oh, these are fucking experts and stuff. All the columns are the same width. So, um, Age is the same width as like patient name. Just fucking no one's 
people are at most three digits old. Just narrow that down, save some space. Scrolling backwards and forwards, left and right across the fucking thing. That I don't, I do not make data collection spreadsheets. I mean, data collection spreadsheets are stupid. In this modern age, I try and avoid making them for anyone at all. I get them things built into the clinical system. I try and avoid that shit now. If I do, I don't make them three fucking screens wide, so you have to scroll backs and forwards, you don't even know what you're fucking looking at. It's nonsense. So it's just not very well built. There's spelling mistakes in it. Um, we were going to have, and we still are planning on having, our own local tool built to, um, to achieve the same aims in a bit more of a... Uh, bit more of a snazzy easy to use way and maybe get it to be usable for a couple of other data collection things we have to do um, but that has to we have to have cross-site agreement for that all the other sites in our trust and someone at one of the other trusts maybe on one of the other sites who's incredibly intelligent and capable much more so than say for example me <laughs> just doesn't want that it seems and, and it, the person that's explained this to her is a doofus. <laughs> this, is, this podcast really can't be public now, can it? The person that has explained this to her is not a doofus. They're charming and intelligent themselves, but they, I don't think they really understand uh, what this thing is as well as, say, me or, say, the person they were explaining it to would have understood it if they'd been, had it explained to them properly. They've just given them the wrong end of the fucking stick. And now all, everyone's all pissed off and the whole thing's uh, not working. And I've done some work on it and no one wants to use it at the moment. Which says we're going to be stuck with a crap version. Also, the people that are supposed to collect the data, they're supposed to have uh, meetings every, every week. Like a senior review of the patients with a long length of stay. And they, they haven't been... Um, one specialty's got them all embedded and they've got good feedback that people actually like it and it's worthwhile, which is amazing. Whereas some of the other fucking specialties have never even started it. Some of them are doing it, but they're doing it in a way where they only do people over 30 days because they don't want to make the consultants angry or something. There's a lot of people not wanting to make consultants angry around here. They're fucking... Now, what is it about consultants? If you were getting treat treatment, he has done shit now, by the way, so um, we can continue. He's blessed this uh, edition of the podcast. Ugh, it's right on the other side of my fence, though. <laughs> A little bit too tall, too low to go under this handrail. But fortunately, I've got long legs, and my apex is about the height of these this fence there we go oh yeah yeah why i don't know why you're looking at me with such a glee reuben um yeah if you're having treatment you'd want the consultant so you'd want to do it but uh i suppose they they're the top of the pile of when it comes to doctoring right Obviously there's rivalries, I don't want to say rivalries, but you can be a 
a consultant who's uh, he's like got a lot of renown for some um, studies they've done and you can be a really good one but once by and large when you're a consultant big group of ugly school kids here absolutely hideous school children St Scrivens um, once you're a consultant you are pretty much like the top of where you're going to be I'm talking out my arse here but they definitely, there's a real sense of seniority that comes off them and I think that means they start wanting to be a law unto themselves and they don't like being pushed around we're not really pushing them around in the sense of challenging their decisions we're just saying like you work in an organisation here and you, we need to organise it sensibly so we kind of want to know what is your planning on doing and like often we just want their their fucking opinions properly to be presented to us properly I'm lost and losing track of what I'm fucking talking about here what a load of bollocks anyway that's been a bit of a nightmare and I'll fix it I, I think I might like to go and work at NHS Improvement. The bloke from NHS Improvement the other day said I was a star, which admittedly is the kind of thing that you say to a precocious child that's, um, <laughs> that's made you a cup of tea, even though he's only six. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to move around the country a bit. Maybe I could get him to give me just four days a week because I bet they pay fucking well. That'd be, that'd be wicked. I bet they pay loads of money. I could do just whatever. And all of the ones that I've met for NHS Improvement think I'm, uh, you know, I get on well with them. I've got a can do attitude, I suppose. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, but I am positioned in a place where a lot of information comes through and I'm used to dealing with it a bit. So, anyway, that's enough about work. The, I had a bit of an, an altercation yesterday morning on the bikes there. I was cycling through Victoria Park on my new Pashley, just loving life, living large. Live it, love it, Leeds. And I saw a cyclist about my age, or a little bit older, lean, uh, all the lycras, fast bike, the whole deal. I think he might have had a pannier there. I think he's probably on his way to work. Oh, it's mounting, mounted on his bike still, but it's just standing there and shouting at and getting in the face of a couple in late middle age with uh, jogging gear on. A sort of Professor Lee, like a slightly, um, a slightly flabby Professor kind of guy. And one of those women who has wiry hair and was probably a sort of, a sort of, I bet she was good looking in the 70s in a sort of um, Jane Asher kind of way. But then it's like, yeah, but you know, when people are old, they get a different haircut. You know what I mean? You need to have a different haircut now. Well, I had a, um, I had a teacher at school. I'm not saying she needs to or anything. I'm just saying you're kind of sticking with the girlish look here. Um, I just think there's something else. There's other looks out there that would suit you better right now. 
And you know, it's not in my business. But I had a teacher when I was at high school who had the nice old grey wiry hair. It's nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a great hairs and I likes it. And she, um, but she wore them all, always in, um, in pigtails. <laughs> and she was, must have been 60. And on the back of her head, underneath the pigtails, um, she just had a, a sort of crescent of just shaved, shaved head. <laughs> and then, you know, in between shaves, it would grow into a weird sort of like back of the neck beard, like a stubble patch on the back of her head. It was really, it was really odd. Um, anyway, so they were having a, this altercation to start kissing this couple, and I... I fucking turned, oh, this is my dream come true, I turned around, <laughs> I cycled back over to get involved, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, and the guy, I just rolled up next to the couple and said, it is pedestrian priority here, we do have to be careful, right, that's why I said, we do need to be careful, meaning we cyclists, and the woman goes, thank you. And the cyclist, very reasonable to be fair, I think he sensed that the tide was turning against him and he needed to do something. He wasn't a moron, this guy. I don't think any of them were, except me, for getting involved. Getting involved? Where's the dog? There he is. The cyclist goes, yeah, yeah, we do. But you weren't there, mate. And this is what happened. I was just cycling past this couple and this bloke gets in my face as I go past and shouts, you fucking wanker. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, this isn't black and white anymore. And then this became like, okay, well, there's this new guy in the situation. And we, we both want him on our side to balance the, uh, oh, that shouldn't be there, to balance the, uh, you know, the disopprobrium. I don't know what, I'm, what that word means. And then the old man goes, oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I overreacted. But you were overtaking three people at once. And I did see someone, this is me, Alfie now, using that park as a road, overtaking someone who was overtaking someone who was overtaking someone who was overtaking someone, really. like There was like four or f even five cyclists deep on the left-hand side of this road thing. And uh, the guy thought he'd, like, he couldn't see the other, like, what was coming towards them anymore. But he still thought he'd overtake because his fucking dander was up. And he wanted to go faster, fucking twat. And he... Um, his pedal and the pedal of a girl coming the other way on a nice up and beg bike. Just going about a business, probably. Just using it as a mode of transport. Just um, made contact and fucking threw them both on the floor. She had the wind really knocked out of her. And uh, he had to sort of stand there... You could see how much he wanted to just get on his bike and go away. And how much I wanted to chuck his bike in the canal. And then drown him in the canal too. Um, but the whole big group of people were all standing around. She goes, why are you all standing there? Somebody help me up. And she goes, is your wife fucking giving birth or something to him? <laughs> uh, I think someone... Oh yeah, no, we were trying to get him to pay for an Uber for her, but she didn't want it. Um... Yeah, so I just ended up cycling away while in the middle of arguing. The woman was saying, Can I just say, I think it's a real shame that cyclists and pedestrians 
can't share this space. And the guy was saying, the guy was saying, I, I, yeah, I do as well, I do as well. Honestly, I think it's that fucking guy's fault, to be fucking honest. I think it's the guy on the bicycle. You absolutely cannot treat the park like a like a speedway. You honestly can't even treat the road like it. You know what I mean? There's hazards and things. Like that case of that guy that hit that woman that uh, stepped out into the road looking at her phone recently. He got done in court. He got... He took the blame because he was the person um, controlling a vehicle and he should have been taking reasonable precautions to be able to stop in the case of a hazard. The hazard was a stupid person, but he needed to keep his fucking head together. I should have stayed there and mentioned it. I should have... This is what I should have said. (laughs) Anyway, um, mum arrived last night. This is funny. Uh... She got in at three, I got off work and went to Sainsbury's. God, I had a fucking nightmare in Sainsbury's. It was a very slow place sometimes. And time just, I go in to get something and it's half an hour before I get out again. Um, and so she said, your mum was here. She dropped her car off near my house and she walked across the Olympic Park to go to the, uh, the hotel that she uses. And she seemed a little bit concerned that I wasn't taking time seriously enough. She went to the hotel and they said, oh no, you've booked for tomorrow. And she said, oh no. And they looked on their computer system and said, I'm afraid neither of the hotels in this area have got space tonight, but you've booked for tomorrow. And so she rang me and said, oh, we better, can I stay with you? And I, of course. And I went over and met her and the bridge and then walked her back and said oh well we're going to have meet some people and have some dinner later and but before that I think I'll wait an hour go back to the house I'll wait an hour to let it cool down a little bit and I'll go for a run and uh, then we'll meet the people and she's like oh okay you know a little bit of energy off of her not sure what it was I wasn't even really consciously aware of it and then she goes and then went back to the house and she goes, okay, what's the, what's the stage times then? So I looked it up. This is, it would have been 5 p.m. now. And I'm, to remind her, I'm telling her, we're going <laughs> to... All this stuff that we're going to do tonight, right? What are the stage times? And I looked up and told her all the names of the people starting at 2 p.m. Just loads of things I don't really care about. But then uh, at uh, 6 p.m. is... Um, is Neil Young and about half eight until uh, till 10.15 is Bob Dylan, right? And then, um, hang on. Half eight until 10.15, that's Bob Dylan time. And she goes, are we going to miss Neil Young then? And I was like, no. She goes, but you're going to go for a run. I was like, yeah, but we're going to go for dinner. How quick is this dinner going to be? I said, it'll be fine. It's tomorrow. The gig's not till tomorrow. And she goes, uh, (laughs) she goes, why am I here? (laughs) It's like a real moment of almost um, 
almost existential confusion. She didn't, she'd come down the wrong day. <laughs> she'd booked her, she'd been planning on just staying one night, she'd booked her hotel for the right night. And I thought she was just coming down to see me and have a nice time. And I'd arranged for us to go out with some, a couple of people and have a nice time. And she didn't know that. And uh, she was totally confused, it was funny. Anyway, why am I here? She thought I was being mental. She thought it was an hour before Neil Young was going to go on stage and I was going to... I spent 150 quid on these tickets. She thought I was going to go for a jog at my house at the moment Neil Young went on stage and then meet some people for food, shower and walk over there and sit down, have a drink first, have the meal, wait for the bill to be paid, wander around a bit, walk the dog. <laughs> Anyway, no, we did go out for me. It was really nice. It's nice having her around. Uh, yeah, that'll be enough for today. Welcome to Gruntle Bunch.